Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Fields here. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am so grateful to the Lord for another opportunity uh, to come together, you and I, to go into the word of the Lord. The Lord has been gracious. He has been merciful. He has been so kind. Let's have a word of prayer, shall we? Father, we love you and we thank you. We bless your holy and adorable name. Because of you, we're here. And we thank you for this another opportunity to come together as your children and to go into your word so that your word can go into us. Bless us one by one, those who are connecting now and those who may connect with us later. I pray, Father, that you stretch forth your hand and bless them one by one. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. Praise the Lord to all of you here in Greater Refuge Temple in Washington, D.C., and the saints of God there at Refuge Temple Annex in the Bronx, New York, and all of you uh, who have connected with us tonight. We have saints in um, uh, the Philippines, in uh, London, in Jamaica, uh, in other places that have connected with us, and we're grateful to the Lord uh, for your diligence and your faithfulness in coming together with us. We're enjoying the fellowship, and I pray one day that I'll be able to see all of you face-to-face in person-to-person fellowship. Well, today I want to begin a series uh, dealing with healing, Uh, something that I've wanted to teach on for a while, Um, but I must confess, even though I've been raised in the church, I have questions. I have concerns, um, and I'm sure you do also. Um, We pray for healing, and sometimes healing doesn't come. Uh, We pray for healing for others, and sometimes healing doesn't come. And I want to talk about that. Uh, This is going to be a three-part series dealing with uh, healing. Tonight's lesson comes out of 2 Timothy. I'm going to start here, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 22. And my subject tonight, uh, sickness and divine healing. This will be part one of my healing series, sickness and divine healing. Let's, let's read 2 Timothy chapter 4. I'll read verses 9 through 22. Read with me, won't you? I'll give you time. Uh, to get inside of those Bibles, and let's read together, shall we? Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 22. It sounds like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Dalmatia, I'm sorry. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus, the cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. He's in prison and he's writing to Timothy. He says, further, Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works, of whom 
be thou ware also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Salute Prisca and Aquila, the household of Onesiphorus. Onesiphorus, I'm sorry. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at Miletum sick. Verse 20 is my anchor verse. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at Miletum. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at Miletum sick. I'm going to talk about divine healing, sickness and divine healing on tonight and, and just talk some straight talk. I'm sure you have the same concerns um, where people of God, where saints of God, uh, and, but there have been times when we have prayed for healing and healing didn't come. We prayed for others and healing didn't come. Uh, here in our key verse, uh, Paul writes and says, I left Trophimus sick in Miletus. Uh, and this man was from Ephesus and he was undou undoubtedly a follower of Jesus Christ. He is a born again believer. He was a Christian, a servant of God, co-worker with Paul. Uh, the important thing for us to notice is that he was so ill that Paul had to leave him behind. Right? He's a follower of Jesus Christ, born-again believer, uh, co-worker with Paul. But Paul makes mention that I had to leave him because he was very sick. Uh so the question, and, and let's talk straight talk, why wasn't he healed? Why wasn't Trophimus healed? Uh, he was God's child, and these are the same questions we ask. I'm sure if we be truthful, the same questions we ask when we hear someone sick or when we pray and someone uh, doesn't get healed the way we want them to be healed. Um, so why wasn't Trophimus healed? Uh, he's God's servant. Uh, of course, he witnessed others getting healed. He witnessed Paul would pray for some and uh, they would get healed. Yes, even uh, he would anoint his handkerchiefs. Remember that? Uh, and send the handkerchief and they would pray, lay the handkerchief on them and they would get healed. And he knew all about this. Uh, on a number of occasions, Paul exercised in the ministry of healing. Um, but not on this occasion. He says, Trophimus was so sick I had to leave him behind. And with this little historic note, uh, Trophimus and his sickness, let's ask some questions. Let's, let's be honest and ask some questions. 
uh, and perhaps get a chance to answer some pertinent questions concerning the whole subject of divine healing. Um, first question, does God's people, uh, do God's people suffer with illness? Um, and by God's people, I mean Christians, and by Christians, I mean born-again believers. Do they suffer? Yes. Are they subject to illness and uh, incapacity of body and mind? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Uh, I prayed many times for my father to be healed. Um, and I wanted the Lord to get him up out of the bed, let him walk and go back to preaching like he was 20 years old. Uh, and yes, did, did I feel hurt and bothered and worried? Uh, similar to what Mary and Martha felt. Lord, had you been here, our brother would not have died. We know that you can heal. We saw you heal others. Um, so the answer is yes. God's people do suffer with illnesses. In some cases, they're called upon to suffer, uh, perhaps with even a, what might be considered a serious disease. And some may pass away. I'm sitting here thinking about the prophet Elisha with all of the miracles he performed. He himself, the Bible said, he died from a sickness. Sometimes uh, it happens at an early age. And there are many believers uh, who are to a greater or lesser degree experiencing some kind of sickness in their body. Hallelujah. And this leads to a, a second question um, that we ask maybe not to one another, but we certainly ask it in our hearts and minds. Uh, I've asked even in prayer, uh, does the Lord ever heal his people? Do you heal? Um, to the degree where some are going around saying that he doesn't heal anymore. Now that's not true. Jesus is a healer. The world don't believe it. Remember that song, Jesus is a healer. He heals all the time. Uh, so here's a question. Does the Lord ever heal his people? And the answer to that question is yes. Yes. He's still a healer. Put it in the comment section. Yes. My God is still a healer. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2. Um, <clears throat> I'll read verses 25 through 30. Uh, it says, yet I supposed it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and companion in labor and fellow soldier, but your messenger and he that ministered to my wants, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that ye had heard that he had been sick. This is Epaphroditus. Some say he was a deacon. Some say he was a, an evangelist, but he would bring word to Paul concerning uh, what was going on in the church. Uh, for indeed, he was sick nigh unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye see him again, ye may rejoice and that I may be with, I'm sorry, and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation, because 
for the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward me. So Paul is writing about Epaphroditus, uh, who was so ill, Paul said he almost died, but God had mercy on him. The Lord brought him back, healed him. He almost died, but God had mercy on him. And this means that God raised him up, no doubt, uh, to an answer to, to Paul's prayer. Paul prayed and said, Lord, uh, I want you to touch my body, touch my brother's body. I'm sorry. And the Lord heard his prayer. And he touched him and raised him up off of his bed of affliction. Uh, if we go to the book of Acts, chapter 9. Let's go there quickly. The book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 36 through 43. Here, uh, we read about Dorcas, remember? Uh, now, there was at Joppa a certain uh, disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did, and it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. When they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And for as much as Lida was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber. And all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turning him to the body said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive, and it was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord, and it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon, a tanner. So here's a sister in the church at Joppa. The Bible says she died. Peter came and prayed. God raised her up, and he brought her back to life. And all through the history of the church, there have been similar instances even today, there have been instances of God's power in healing. So does God heal the sick today? Yes, he does. Hallelujah. I'm a witness. I've been sick and he healed me. Uh, many of you who are watching today, you were sick in your body and he healed you. I've heard testimonies of the people of God, uh, some in, in this congregation, some in Refuge Temple Lanix who had the virus, coronavirus, uh, and the Lord healed them. So yes, he does still heal today. Uh, all through the history of the church, even today, the Lord God is healing the sick. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. But this is leading me to a third question that we often ask concerning sickness and divine healing. Does the Lord always, does the Lord always heal his children? And the answer to that is no. No, um, he does not. Even though there's been much prayer uh, and the person that we've been praying for has been sick uh, and they are committed and faithful 
uh, in some cases, the healing won't come. It's God's will. Uh, the illness will remain or it persists. Um, Paul says these words in our anchor scripture. He said, I left Trophimus sick in Melita. I left him there because he was sick. And we may be certain that Paul, you, got, you better believe, Paul prayed for his friend, just like we pray for our loved ones and our friends. Now, note very carefully um, that there are those who teach that it is always God's will to heal uh, the sick and that no believer has any right to endure sickness. Now, um, the word of God, however, does not teach that it's always God's will to heal the body. Uh, and an experience of tens of thousands of godly, dedicated people who have been sick in their body can confirm that uh, the Lord allowed them to go through the sickness. Um, God simply, he doesn't always heal. He doesn't always heal not the way we want him to. Uh, even in answer to earnest and persistent prayer. Um, and this leads me to a, another question that we're always asking, if not one another to ourselves and even to the Lord. I've prayed and said, Lord, why don't you heal? We prayed, why didn't you heal? Why didn't you do it? Um, why do God's people why do God's people experience bodily sickness? Why? Um, so let's talk about it. Let's, let's keep it real. Let's have a candid conversation. And I'm sure some of you may want to send me emails. You may disagree and it's fine. Send me that email. We, we can talk. It's fine. Uh, but one reason that God's people experience bodily sickness uh, is that often sickness comes upon God's children because they've broken the law. Uh, and I'll say the law of healthy living. The law of healthy living. Uh, sometimes we make things so spiritual and so deep, but sometimes it's, it's as simple as you broke the law of healthy living. You want God to heal you but you won't stop eating things that you're not supposed to eat. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. I know some of you don't want to hear this, and I'm going to tell you the truth. It's our secret. I don't really want to teach this because I'm exposing myself as well. I have no business eating some of the stuff I sit up late at night eating, and I know I shouldn't eat it, but I love to eat it, right? Uh, all that fried food. All that stuff, all that salty food. Um, sometimes sickness comes upon us because we are breaking the laws of healthy living. There, there's a promise in the word of God, in the book of Exodus. And we love to quote the scripture, Exodus 15 and 26. Let's read it. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and wilt do that which is right in his sight, and wilt give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So this is, here's a promise towards the end of 
uh, Exodus 15th chapter. He says, I'm the Lord who heals you. I'm the Lord that heals you. And he is a healer. Uh, but it's important for us to notice that it's given within the context um, of God's laws relating to diet and cleanliness, work, relaxation. All of that is in the text. Uh, and here he's promising that if his people will keep these laws, they will remain healthy in their body and in their mind. Mm. Read the whole text. Uh, so if a believer, uh, if, you're, if you're burning the candle at both ends, uh, you will eventually, your body will eventually suffer for it. Uh, you don't sleep. You won't go to bed. You sit up all night um, watching television or you're constantly eating the wrong things. Um, so your diet is off. Uh, you're not particularly clean um, because God's law that he's referring to had to do with their diet, had to do with their cleanliness. Uh, not not only being clean themselves, but cleaning what they're eating. Um, work, relaxation. And he's promising that if you keep these laws, you remain healthy in body and in mind. So if a believer uh, is constantly eating things they should not be eating, your, your habits uh, are not healthy habits you, you're asking for, eventually your body breaking down yeah um listen to my notes if we neglect our diet and get insufficient rest and sleep if we overwork and abuse our bodies all right know ye not that your body is the temple of the holy spirit uh, we are responsible for taking care of these temples right um, and I know you're grown, uh, but even after you get a certain age, certain things you, you just have no business eating. I, when I was a young man, Lord, I was preaching all over the country and people would cook for me and I'd sit at the table. There's a lady in North Carolina, Mother Bigelow. She, every time I go down there, I'd get some fried pig feet, chitlins, ham, Notice what I'm I'm mentioning: fried pig feet, chitlins, ham, all that stuff, and it was good. And then I'd wonder why, when I stood up to preach, in my twenties, sometimes the room is spinning around, and I kept eating like that until finally my body was trying to shut down on me. You can't can't keep doing that, right? So we as Christians, we as believers. We have to stop abusing our bodies. Get the rest we're supposed to get and eat what you're supposed to eat and leave whatever you're not supposed to eat. Leave it alone. I know it tastes good. 90% of the time, the things that we love so much are not good for us to eat. My Lord. My Lord. I'm sitting here thinking about something to eat right now and I have no business eating it. Uh, we, we're going to suffer the consequence if we keep doing it, even though we're believers, even though I'm a servant of God. If I sit up late at night eating chitlins 
and hog maws and, and pork rinds. Uh, and that's some good stuff. Have you ever had cornbread with crackling in it? Uh, and I'm a city boy and I know about that, but I have no business eating all that stuff. Even though I'm a child of God, if I keep abusing my diet and doing what I'm not supposed to do, my body will start telling on me. This is one reason why believers become ill. Number two, some sometimes sickness comes upon us as a direct result of sin. As a direct result of sin. We emphasize uh, that it's not always the case. It's not always the case, but sometimes it's because of sin. Remember uh, the communion scripture we read? We read it all the time, and I think that people just shrug it off, right? They, they're not listening, but it's read 99% of the time before we take communion, right? Uh, let a man examine himself. If we judge ourselves, we shall not be uh, judged and condemned with the world. But verse 29 Verses 29 through 32 of chapter 11, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and I'll read verses 29 through 32. This sounds very familiar when you hear it all the time. But he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak. And sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. So sometimes it's a direct result of sin because we're not rightly discerning the body. This, I'm in the Word of God. There are those. There were those in the church at Corinth who were undisciplined, they were careless, and because of this, the Lord's hand came upon them in judgment. Notice the words that I use, they were undisciplined, right? And sometimes we're praying, Lord, deliver me, Lord, deliver me, and what you need to do is show some self-control, right? It's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Do not frustrate the grace of God. And there were those in the Corinthian congregation, they were undisciplined and they were careless. Mm -hmm. And because of this, as stated, the Lord's hand of judgment was upon them. And some of them became weak and sick. They became ill. Yes, others went to sleep. That means others passed away. I would dare say, they passed away before their time because they were living undisciplined and carelessly. Undisciplined and carelessly. They were doing whatever they wanted to do and still coming and breaking bread, right? This is my body, drinking of the cup. This is my blood. And they were not rightly discerning the body of Jesus Christ. Right, so... um this is very solemn. Think about it. It's clear teaching from the scriptures, no shortcuts, and it is applicable to us even today. Stop taking 
the body of Jesus Christ for granted. We cannot live any way we want to live and say we're living holy. If we're not rightly discerning the body, God is holy. Hallelujah. So there are some sicknesses uh, that, that are among us uh, due to uh, our result of, I should say, not just sin, but willful, willful sin, willful sin. I know you didn't sign on to hear this tonight, but I have to lay it out the way the Lord has given it to me to lay out. And the scripture that I just read is applicable today. Also, uh, when God permits a sickness or suffering, and when it seems like healing is being withheld, he always has a loving purpose in, in it, in view. Uh, nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens by chance uh, in the life of a believer. Nothing. Not even the, the sickness that you may be going through. Um, nothing happens without God's permission. And we quote the scripture all the time. Let's go there. Romans 8 and 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Yep, God is loving. He's my loving heavenly father. Yet there are times where he may permit his children uh, to go through some trial, to go through a season of sickness. Uh, listen, he permitted Trophimus to remain sick. Paul said, I had to leave him behind here in Miletum. I had to leave him because he was sick and move on to the next ministry assignment. So then that leads me to another question. And this is part one of our divine healing series. I'm going to be teaching two other lessons after this unless the Lord tells me to extend it, talking about healing. Then what is God's purpose? You said, Pastor feels well, sometimes the Lord permits sickness and suffering for a particular purpose. All things work together. You gave me scriptures. But, so what could possibly be his purpose in permitting bodily sickness, right? Now, we said sometimes it's because we won't adhere to the the laws of healthy living. We eat whatever we want. We eat things we have no business eating. Um, and then we wonder why we're not feeling so well in our bodies. We're not taking care of these temples. And sometimes sickness comes as a direct result of willful sin. And we've already been in that uh, scripture in Corinthians that we read all the time before communion, uh, where it says, because we're not rightly discerning the body, uh, many are weak. Right, sickly among you. Some have fallen asleep. Now, we've also said that it's because uh, he's withholding the healing because perhaps there's a purpose in view. What could that purpose be in permitting me to go through this sickness? Well, um, the first part of the answer to that question would be because he wants to draw you closer to him, nearer to himself. Now, some may disagree. Why would he use sickness uh, to pull me closer to him? Well, when, when you were well, when everything was going well, you ignored God. 
So often we don't feel our need for him when everything is going well. That's just human nature. When we're strong in body and all is well, some people tend, they'll ignore him. They'll go in the other direction. Uh, and so we'll experience what David says in his psalm. And I'm hesitating because I'm trying to figure out exactly how to say it. Uh, but this is what David says in the 23rd Psalm, right? Uh, verse number two, he says, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, right? Uh, David was feeling good. The Lord is leading me and guiding me. Um, but what if you're ignoring him? Uh, he's trying to get your attention. You won't, you won't stay still long enough for him to even talk to you right um the other reason the other purpose perhaps could be that he wants to sanctify you in order that we may be sanctified hallelujah in order that uh, he may do something in you that otherwise he couldn't do let's go to hebrews chapter 12 verses 5 through 11 it says, and ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when ye are rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us. We forgave them reverence, and we gave them, I'm sorry, reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily, for a few days, chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Hmm. So we see this truth is clearly stated. And do remember that the word discipline, uh, when I say discipline, think of training a child because we are his children and he has to train us. Uh, and it is the ministry of a loving heavenly father in the life of his child. When we become ill, we don't know what God's purpose is. But we do know that he has a gracious purpose. Uh, he has a gracious purpose in it. John, let's go to John. Chapter 13, verse 7. Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. What I do you don't know, but you shall know hereafter. Um purpose for the sickness perhaps might be in order 
that your testimony would be a blessing to others. Uh, remember Paul himself, he prayed, people were healed, but Paul himself uh, had a thorn in his flesh, and we don't know exactly what, he, what it was, but he's praying for to be healed from it. He prayed for it, and uh, he was a tremendous blessing to others, prayed for them, and they were delivered, demons were cast out, bodies were healed, right? Um, but look, 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. Let's go there. 2 Corinthians, and I'm almost through. Remember, Paul had gone to the Lord three times. Take this away from me. Please take it from me. Take it from me. And this is what the Lord says. He said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's Paul. Jesus, uh, the Lord spoke to him and said, My grace is sufficient of thee. Um, now he has a he has a testimony. He says, I'm I've I've come to a place where I'm glorying in my infirmities. Yes. Um, now he has, he who prayed for many to be healed, he himself is going through something he hasn't been delivered from yet, but his testimony was powerful. Hallelujah. Perhaps even in the ailment that you're experiencing, uh, the Lord is going to use what you're going through to be a blessing to others. My Lord, I struggled with this lesson. I want you to know because, you know, uh, we want the Lord to do everything the way we feel that he should do it. But his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And I don't want you to misunderstand me. Is God a healer? We've already said yes. Can God heal it? We've already said yes. Hallelujah. But his will, his will is what we have to yield to. So uh, we do believe that God is able to heal. Hallelujah. Yes, he's a healer. We also confess and we believe, hallelujah, when it's his will to do so, he can heal and will heal that sickness. And we also recognize, uh, even from watching uh, the testimony of Paul, that there is a ministry, hallelujah, that includes our, our going through and at times suffering it, suffering it to be so, yes, hallelujah. There's a ministry of suffering as well as a ministry of healing. So are we able to rejoice in the fact that God's will is best? Hmm. Whatever it is to say, Lord, I love you. Whatever it is to say, Lord, I'm still going to worship you. Whether we live or die, hallelujah, we belong to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Romans 14 and 8, I'm going to read it for you. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. Hallelujah. No matter what, whether he heals me or not, I belong to the Lord. And even if this earthly house, this tabernacle be dissolved, 
we have another building that's not made with hands. That is eternal in glory. My Lord is a healer. This is just part one of my healing series, and we're going to get deeper into it because I believe that even during this series and thereafter, there are going to be miracles. There are going to be blessings. There's going to be a move of God. Hallelujah. But I want you to be able to surrender to his will. Hallelujah. Because even, even if he doesn't heal my flesh, he'll still bless my soul. Hallelujah. He will still bless my soul. I want you to stick with me in this series. Stay with me. Hallelujah. Don't walk away. Stay with me throughout the duration of this series. We're going to be talking about sickness and divine healing. My God is able to heal. But we, what means more to me than anything else is not what he does for your body. I want your soul to be blessed. Hallelujah. I want your wounded spirit to be healed. I want God to do something for you from the inside out. So much so, hallelujah, until you rather have Christ than anything else. That's my prayer. That's my prayer. I want to pray a special prayer for those who I know that are going through a sickness in their body even now. Some who are healing from surgery. Some um, who are going through uh, a physical season where it seems like their body has been afflicted. Uh, I want to pray for your strength, and I want to pray that God's will uh, will be done in your life, and that healing will break forth. Hallelujah. God is able. Can we do that right now? Wherever you are, stretch your hands out towards the screen of whatever you're using to connect with us on tonight. And if you have your smartphone, if you're using that, Squeeze it a little bit, won't you? We're getting ready to pray, getting ready to touch and agree. Father, we know that you're a healer. You're a healer of minds and bodies and spirits. Ishandabu, you're able to heal. We thank you for your healing virtue. We know you're able to do so. Some of us on this line have been sick unto death and you healed us. Hallelujah. But we want you to know, oh God, and we understand that you're a sovereign God. It's your will. It's according to your will. It's according to your way. Help us, O oh God, if there's any sickness. Hallelujah. If there's any sickness, we pray for healing. If there's any sin, if there's anything that we're doing to create issues in our lives, deliver us from that. Help us, O oh God, not just to see the symptom but to see the cause. Hishanda, oh God, even if it's just so you can get the glory, help us, oh God, we pray. Bless us like never before and strengthen us in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. I pray for her who's laying in, oh God, in that hospital room, laying in the bed right now. Oh God, I pray, give us strength. Father, touch her body, touch her heart. Even forgive of her sin. Hashanda, in the name of Jesus, that she'll rise from that bed and she'll go and sin no more. Touch him, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I see him there sitting there. Touch his body, I pray. Oh, God, but give him a mind to repent so that when he rises from that sickness, 
he'll go and sin no more. Bless as only you can, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Lord bless you. I'm not going to hold you any longer, but uh, if you have a special request for prayer, send it to us, admin at grtdc.org. Send it to me. We'll lay it on the altar. We'll touch and agree. You need healing for your body? Yes, send it to me. Send it. Send that request, and I'll lay it on the altar. We'll touch and agree, believing God for your healing. Oh, God. But I want you to know if there's any unconfessed sin, lay it before the Lord. Say, Lord, forgive me of it. Ask him to heal not only your body, but to heal your soul. Amen. Now, if you want to plant seed in this ministry, you may do so. Our technician will put it on the bottom of the screen. Follow those instructions. Those of you who are at the annex, uh, they'll pass the basket or you can use Givelify. Father, bless them now as they plant seed in this ministry. We know this is good ground. This is holy ground. Bless the seed. Take the seed and bring forth harvest in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Plant that seed. Won't you be a blessing? We love you and we thank you so much for joining us. And we're looking forward to part two of this series on healing. The Lord bless you real good. And until next week, be careful, be prayerful, and be holy. Shalom. Shalom.